0: all right what's up everyone welcome
1: to the Retick lounge live lucas we haven't done this in a real long time and we haven't done it in this format so i'm i'm excited are we live i i believe so
0: we're live what's going on everyone <laughs> man we're here for episode 79 and we are doing it live and the chat is popping a bunch of you came early so i appreciate Stop
1: talking about my hair all of you
0: what your hair's popping
1: oh it was in the thumbnail Oh geez.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh man. Who do we got here in the chat tonight? Let's go up and scroll up. Man, Jordan Heartland Reptiles. What's going on, man? That is a Patreon member, by the way. We got a bunch of Patreon members here tonight. Um, by the way, if you guys aren't aware of Heartland Reptiles enclosures that he's building right now, hit him up, give him a message. He had a something excited happened today for him. So um, yeah um we also have jamie in the chat who is a patreon member and man who else do we have we do have kagan as well what's going on
1: what's uh our TikToker?
0: yeah that's exactly she's like the the lost co-host that joins us once a month and has a great time with us chris what's going on man glad that you could make it even with everything that you got going on chris is like fuming on like four hours of sleep in the last 48 hours um yeah, excited to have everyone here
1: we got our man behind the thumbnail himself adler
0: yep classic epic thumbnail by the way that was probably what some of your best work yet
1: yep yeah. cut right to the heart adler i love tim and eric
0: right um we do have an exciting announcement as far as ae foundry and serpent eclipse goes later on today that we're really excited for so just stay tuned for that um and we got some other people in the chat um
1: jamie rose shouting out adler
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. So today, today we don't have like anything huge or big that like we have on our heart. This is like more of a, we just want to kind of connect with the community, talk with you guys, um, and, and have a good time. Uh, but there are a couple things that we are going to bring up here in a bit. We definitely want to talk about the new Colorado U S arc stuff that's going on right now. I think that we all just need to have that on our radar. Um, Nathan has a few topics to cover and, and so do I. So, um, but, Our lives are definitely generated to engage with you guys. So the more questions you have, the more comments, anything that you guys have, any questions you have, drop in the comments and let's just have, you know, a good hour, hour and a half or however long this takes us. So, um, yeah,
1: let's, uh, let's jump into Colorado real quick. Um, let me share that, but Lucas, you want to give just kind of a general rundown on what is going on in this new propo- well, proposal.
0: Yeah, I, I Can't do. Can't talk tonight. Um, so right now Colorado is proposing a bill that basically they are, it's a, it's a tax incentive that for anybody that owns any animals, and we're not just talking about reptiles, we're not talking about anything, is that they want to tax people that own animals animals. Um, so any pet owner is going to be taxed. It's a tax that will eventually add up to like $8.50 all the way up to $25. If you do not register this animal as your are as like you being the owner. So if you have an animal in your possession, and you don't register it with the state, they're going to tax you $25 for each animal and
1: including invertebrates.
0: Yeah, including Yeah, this is all types of animals. And, and, um, the, the crazy part about this is that, uh, you know, for, for those that have like one or two snakes or maybe even 10 snakes, um, you know, you're, you're thinking like, ah, whatever, $80, hundred dollars a year, not a big deal. But where this is a very big deal, we're talking about people who have fish. If you don't register every fish that you have and you have like a 100 fish in a huge aquarium, different, you know, sets of aquariums, that's, you know, potentially $2,500 a year that you have to pay just to keep these animals, um, you know, and they're saying including invertebrates. And I wonder what the hell that even means when it comes to
1: this is what one of my favorite parts, well, not favorite parts, but it's a shocking example of what this bill could entail is a child with an ant farm answer invertebrates, get yeah. ready to pay big for those pet ants parents. Yeah. Just like, like what
0: Luke, Luke just said, isopod owners crying right now. Like <laughs> speaking of isopods, no,
1: no more keeping bioactive.
0: Exactly. But speaking of isopods real quick, um, Christina, Jeremy, I want to give you guys a huge shout out. Um, they just sent me a care package with probably over 500 isopods. Um, and they, they sent me some to build my own colony and to start breeding them because I I got a bunch of racks and enclosures that I'm switching over to, uh, uh, to bio natural, which is kind of the new term that, uh, Christina has been talking to me about. So instead of worrying about bioactive or naturalistic, it's bio natural, um, but could you imagine if I had to register each, don't get me wrong. These, these isopods are cute as hell. I would name every single one of them if I had the time to, but damn dude, <laughs> 500 isopods in one shipment. And you know, I could get taxed on every single one of those.
1: I hope they're ready for uh Paul to read, uh, name every single springtail he has.
0: Right. <laughs> um, so, so in my opinion, you know, and, and this sounds ridiculous and. It, I think
1: it, it's hard not to laugh at, but I mean, it's very serious. Obviously. We, got, we got to take it serious. It, um, well, and for me, it's so close to home. It's only a state over. So, right. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's wild that these bills are even being proposed. Yeah. So, so
0: my, my thoughts on this is that, um, and, and my thoughts don't change the seriousness of this. So us arc, thank you for putting this memo out. Um, if you guys aren't a member of USARC, it's literally so easy to become a member. Um, and, and it's also affordable. And Nathan and I have said on every live, and we've said it on multiple animals or animals episodes, if you guys aren't a member and you cannot afford the bronze membership, reach out to us. We'll help you guys out. Um, Absolutely. But become a member. And um, but outside of this, I think that they were so quick to rush and get this bill on the board during an election year so by the way, if anyone hasn't been in the industry long enough what will what you realize is that during election years for presidency and during election years for new Senate turnover and House representatives, um, there tends to be more bills that are pushed in and trying to be like snuck in because there's so much commotion and chaos. But I think where they like messed up with this one big time is that it's it's unrealistic to tax every invertebrate, to tax every animal. So I think that this is going to be shot down in a heartbeat, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take it seriously and still reach out to the legislators and to the representatives that we need to be contacting to let them know that this is just, it, it's unrealistic. It, it simply is just unrealistic.
1: Yeah, the the reasoning they give behind it, uh, at least, through uh the bill was it'll connect pet animals with their owners and uh designated caregivers when and after emergencies occur. Yeah,
0: and, so their and...
1: justification is I guess overwhelming shelters?
0: Right, overwhelming. I mean, it's it's they're trying to be, and so that's the question that Paul brought up: was what good is this law supposed to do? And I guess their their rationale or explanation is that when every animal is registered, and we are just you know taxing people a little bit, it's going to help with them caring for the animals and not just allowing them to be on the streets and flooding shelters and all that crap. But if you think a twenty five dollar tax is going to to prevent someone who you know, might not love their animals and, you know, just say that well, oops, the animal escape. Like I, I don't know. I again I don't think that um you know there there's definitely ways that we can solve this without, you know, that that a a tax bill nonetheless. I I guess Colorado's not happy with the three billion dollars that they've made in marijuana taxes. So <laughs> so they're they're trying to they're trying to get some more uh, money with animal taxes.
1: Oh man. So the bill has its first hearing on February 22nd. Um, As always, guys, uh, read more about the bill. Uh, The bill is pretty clear and almost exactly what USARC lays out right in front of you. Um, I went through it a little bit, but make sure to go through the committee email list, especially if you live out in Colorado. Uh, Contact your legislators and use that sample email that they have there. Um, if you're going to use a voice message, um, keep it professional. Yeah. Uh, you can use their template and just read that verbatim, but keep it professional and, you know, just make your voice heard.
0: Yeah. Kagan, if you accidentally kill an isopod, straight to jail. No questions asked. <laughs> straight, to straight to jail. Straight to jail. Um. All right, so before we go any further in this, I wanna give a huge shout out to our sponsors who are able to make the Retick Lounge possible. And um, you know, for a lot of our sponsors, we're actually coming up on that first year um, and so I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. So real quick, Stuart design, Blake Stewart over with Stewart designs does an amazing job with rebranding. Um, and actually this is going to be at least for now, the last episode that we do have Stewart design as one of our sponsors, because that year contract is up. We'll be talking to Blake, but if you are in for a high end marketing rebranding company, Go ahead and visit Stuart Design and reach out to him on Instagram, social media. He has a phenomenal website as well. They do a great job. As a matter of fact, if you guys didn't know, my uh, hat certificates were custom made by Stuart Design. Uh, my stickers are from there. So even if you guys aren't looking to rebrand or do anything, he will still create a hat certificate. He'll print you out uh, 1,000, 2,000 uh, stickers. He also has like next level, like top tier business cards. If you want to stand out from the rest with your business card, he does suede, he does leather, he does metal, magnetic, like the, the guy can do just about everything that you need to to already enhance what you have if you're not looking for a full rebrand. So visit Blake at Stewart Designs. And then this, this next sponsor, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, Focus Cube. Uh, Nathan and I have had the pleasure of being able to own Focus Cube enclosures. They stand out above and beyond other pvc enclosure companies out there focus cubed habitats is not only creating amazing enclosures for your animals but they are just taking the designs to the next level um and you know they have been nice enough to put my logo on the front of my green tree python enclosures for them um they steven and ashley are just like next level people that aside from their products they're just wholesome and great people
1: yeah Uh, I mean, my Focus Cubed is definitely one of my centerpieces of the entire room. I can't wait to do a little bit more with them.
0: Yeah, I want to give two more shout-outs to our sponsorships. So we have VivTech Products. VivTech Products produces LED UV spectrum lighting as well as cameras uh, temperature sensors and basically just about everything you need for your husbandry needs, VivTech has. And this is an affiliate sponsored. So if you are wanting to use our affiliate code Lounge 23 you can get 15% off your orders. Um, and you know, I have the camera set up in my garage. I got the temperature sensors that I use that are are nearly as accurate as the hundred dollar sensor push sensors that I have. Uh and outside from that i i've been adding their light bulbs to every enclosure that i'm putting a fixture on and we actually just did a patreon giveaway for a 300 uh basket so um you know jack jack price got to win that one uh and that was pretty exciting to to you know be able to to give someone and give someone um one of our sponsors products did
1: I miss the update on that? Did it did it arrive safely? We,
0: they're waiting on some. The bulbs are everything. They're waiting for the sensors. So okay. once once the sensors are back in stock, they're going to send everything at once. Okay. And then not last but not least, Chris Sexton with Helly Guy Serpents, a great friend of ours and a Patreon member. That perch right there that Nathan has they are phenomenal in your hatchling racks. Um, and what I love about Chris is he's been willing to go the extra mile to yeah. customize perches. And if an order comes out, you know, with, without your expectations, he fixes it on a dime, gets it sent back over to you. He's still very new and creating in 3d designs with this stuff. And so he wants to make sure that you are ultimately just absolutely satisfied. And I, I have with all the products that I have with him. Um, and I like the affordability of these as well, because I know there's other perch companies out there that are, are about 33% more um, and these get the job done. Even my Solaire hatchlings right now are perching on top, probably 60, 70% of the time.
1: And you've done some tweaking with him, right?
0: Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like we, you've we...
1: really worked on like designs and like material that you want your perches out of. And he's been like more than receptive and he's like yeah, super we... willing to work on stuff with people. So if you have good ideas, throw them Chris's way.
0: Yeah, we, we've, we have about a 30-minute phone call about every month, and we go over design. <laughs> he asked me questions. He sent me free samples of his um, uh, modular purchase where you can add or subtract different purchases and water cup holders. But this is also an affiliate sponsorship, so TRL10 for 10% off anything that you guys want, uh, and that is our sponsorship. So, again, guys, thank you so much for that. All right, I'm getting back over to the comments so that I can catch up and see um, what's going on here. Hey, we got Phil, Phil, Phil Thompson popped in. What's going on, Phil? Chris Char's in. We got a bunch of Patreon members in right now. Catherine as well. She's a new Patreon member. Um, Nathan, why don't you talk about our Patreon real quick before we go any further?
1: So our Patreon. I, I mean, I think we have like 80 active members on there right now. And our discord, I mean, is going all day, almost all night, especially with Luke. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he's always antagonizing when we're all asleep, but, um, I mean, we just have a great community over there. Everyone's super helpful with everyone. It, it, it's just a community that lifts each other up, which I'm, I'm so happy that we've been able to foster. So, uh, everyone that is here from the the patreon right now just thank you our discord is one of my favorite places to just kind of like relax and just kind of look at what's going on in the reptile world that's that's my reptile world now so
0: right thank you it's been nice it's it's been it actually has been nice because i am finding that i am now going through phases of being active on social media and not and what i mean by Mm -hmm. active is like i'll always post because you Kinda gotta do that if you want to breed and sell animals. But uh,
1: it's a it's a big goal for me to post more this year. That that's my only uh resolution I gave myself this year. So Yeah, I expect mean, to see more posting, but I mean interaction. I, I just I have a hard time with that on social media. So
0: that that's where I've been scaling back some. And that's because I interact in the Discord with our Patreon and that fills my cup. And I also feel like it helps keep my brain more positive because it's very easy to kind of spiral down the, the rabbit hole of, you know, the different groups that are on Facebook and, and it's not always a healthy environment. Facebook
1: is just, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's a, at least for marketing, it's a necessary evil. Um, <laughs> but I think that at the end of the day, you know, the discord fills my cup at least. And, and what's really cool is we've had people that are not just, retic lovers, but we have invertebrate lovers. We have a bioactive center. Um, I learn more on there than I have from anywhere else. And, um, yeah, you know what I mean? I agree with Kagan right there with that comment, the Patreon keeps it so much more positive. And, yeah, um, so thank you all for making it such a amazing community. Uh, we, we really couldn't ask for a better group, a big group of people now to, um, to, to kind of follow along and be a part of this with
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was laughing because one of my friends who's waiting on me, uh, in a little bit. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's who you're hanging out with? Yeah.
1: I just, yeah. It's one of my friends, little sisters.
0: Um, all right. So speaking about community and positivity, I know Nathan, you want to kind of touch on some topics in regards to that.
1: I mean, just, just keeping positive, keeping off Facebook Keep, I, I, I mean if if you are on Facebook try to try to be there to post and you know share your accomplishments build each other up but I mean all the all the calling out and uh you know just community infighting I you know I don't interact with any of that anymore um but it it, it would just be nice to see more posts building each other up than I, I guess the the infighting that we see, and especially in the retic community, I mean, the reptile community, we're all known for it. But, um, if if we could see more people in the retic industry like lifting each other up and filtering out some of those posts, I think that would be kind of a nice thing to see when I when I do jump onto Facebook to right.
0: I I got a story. Can I share stuff. a story? Yeah. Let's... So. I want to talk about, uh, like, there's a recent situation that that happened, um, you know, on Morph Market and, you know, on on the groups, but there was an individual that, you know, posted a 100% Salayer for sale, and they mislabeled the locality. And Mm -hmm. long story short, um, you know, including myself, people were correcting. And, you know, you got to understand that, you know, when someone makes an honest mistake about like mislabeling a locality. We have seen so many people do this negligently, intentionally in order to gain a sell and try to mislead new people. Um, And so a lot of people kind of jumped on them. And, uh, you know, myself included, you know, I'm a freaking nerd when it comes to uh, locality stuff. So when I see someone mislabeling an animal that clearly does not look like that locality, I I jump on it because it's like, Localities are my baby, and I get defensive, and I become a little prissy, pissy, <laughs> annoying, fucking you, person. You I do. i You stand I'm up
1: for what you love, and I'm, I'm I can annoying. appreciate that. But I'm I, I would, I would challenge you in that situation to lead with education, and like, it. I'm not. I'm not saying you did anything like necessarily wrong, but. I'm just saying, like, lead with education if they're not receptive to your education. If you see something, you know, weird or out of place, like, it may be that they're new. It may be that they're not ready for the information that you're trying to help them learn. Uh, Yeah. it, It could be denial. I mean, lead with a helpful hand. And right. if it's receptive, cool. If not, you we just, just kind of have to move on. Right.
0: We got to drop it. And so what ended up happening, and this is kind of my message on, on this topic, but I'm going to, yes, I am annoying. You can go have fun with yourself. And I'm just going to throw myself under the bus here as well. Glenn, screw you. Um. So I, I will say this, though. What ended up happening was that Chris McVicker you know, he he was just like me. We kind of like corrected and we're trying to tell him. And Chris ended up talking to this guy and told him to reach out to me. And I ended up having a phone call conversation with him. And and that was the beautiful part because yeah. me and him got on the same page. We understood each other's side. And so that I guess that's my message is like if you ever get into a situation on social media where you're kind of button heads with someone, like remove the keyboard, like literally throw it away. And, and just speak to the person on the phone because more times than not, most people in the industry have good intentions. Um, I would like to think, I still think that people are ultimately good more than they are not. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my message with social media is if you find yourself getting into a tiff with someone, reach out to them and say, Hey, here's my number. Give me a call. Let's talk through this because you end up finding that you come to a resolution much better on the phone than you do when you're doing this one typing fast as hell right
1: i i I don't have time for it so i don't know i i can't really relate
0: you do have time you just don't make it no i i I,
1: I, what are you talking about more
0: social media engagement that's your that's your thing for 2024
1: isn't it posting yes but as far as interacting i'll interact on discord but that's about it i i work too much work six days a week lucas where am i finding this time
0: (laughs) That's true. No, I totally get that. Um, so let me let me preface this, guys. Anyone in the chat, um, if you guys want to stop making fun of me and you want to actually provide any topics that you guys want us to touch on, please do that. But um, Nathan, there was something that I wanted to bring up on our podcast topic suggestion. Um, okay. And it's a great question um this question was asked what if any enrichment mental stimulation socialization practices do you follow for your snakes and do you feel those impact the handleability of your animals um you know breeders and the babies prior to selling so she's she's referencing like what do breeders do to like enrich and socialize if any what do we do to make sure that our animals are are you know, socialize before we send them out.
1: I spend time with them. So anytime I have cage cleaning, I'm, I'm holding them the entire time I'm doing the cleaning and doing everything one handed because the, their enclosure small enough. I can do that. So doing that and then after the cage is clean, putting it back and then I'm getting a, a little handsy with them. I'm touching their face, you know, I'm moving them around, letting them climb, get comfortable that
0: it's kind a, of thing. It's the first time I've ever heard you reference getting a little handsy with your snakes. <laughs> um Yeah, I I would say as far as um so what I do is um you know, sometimes especially like clutches that I'm excited for, I almost like work with them too much early on. Like sometimes I feel like they might be slower to start eating because I just mess around with them a little too much and they, they just might be a little nervous um, because I'm always taking them out. So I I do handle and hold my, my uh, hatchlings often. Um, and typically like if I have Sean or if I have James over and they're helping with cleaning um, what I often will do is like, if them two are cleaning, like one person can hold the snake while the other is cleaning the tub and switching out water so that that snake is getting some interaction. Um, And one thing that I'm moving away from as well is I want to stop using hooks in general with any of the hatchlings or, you know, any snake that's like under a year old that I have want to stop using, you know, I I feel like it doesn't take a lot to tap train them to get that food response off, but I want to stop using a hook so that it's used to being picked up while it's still small so that when new people are buying these animals, you know, the snake is somewhat used to having a hand come in the enclosure and, and grab them. But um, one thing that I would like to do, though, is, you know, maybe work on choice-based handling with some of the hatchlings that are going out. But that can be pretty time consuming when you have a rack of like 60 hatchlings. I was going to say it
1: depends on what time of the season it is for you. Like um, how many babies you have? I mean, if you have 20 plus babies that you're working with, you don't always have that the time to interact with them yeah exactly. in that
0: yeah. way yeah and you know chris sometimes i do sometimes i'll just tap them in the head i always have one in my hands or pockets so yeah sometimes I'll, <laughs> sometimes sometimes i'll tap them in the head and then i'll grab them right away i'm not i'm not typically dragging them with the hook and getting them i really don't care to get too. i mean I, my my i've told you before chris my i still have that flinch reaction and and you know that's not it's not a good thing for me to have, especially with me getting some Sri Lankans hopefully soon. So, um, Because, you know, they'll tear me up if I flinch. Um,
1: I, I'm, I'm going to stick to using hooks. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been bit by any of these babies yet. Yeah. Like yeah. One, once they're out, once they realize what's going on, a little chin rub, they're good to go.
0: Yeah. I have, see, but with a hook, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. See? So you use them too. Yeah um but no i mean i will say the i've admitted clutch, since episode one lucas that i'm a wimp yeah exactly me too um but i will say like james and sean have both gotten bit by some of the salair babies i have yet to get bit by by them um but uh there's a few that like haven't accept. they didn't accept like their first offering so when that happens i basically like leave them alone for an entire week no water change no nothing change i want them to be quiet and in there and then i'll offer them a food again just to make sure they feel secure
1: okay i'm being called out now this is this is the call out the retick lounge podcast i
0: guess so Let's, <laughs> see this it's because everyone on here is a freaking patreon member and they're just giving us shit
1: and to be fair that was one of my babies that uh phil has yeah exactly. but I, I was being quick trying to get it out with no hook during the podcast yeah so hooks yeah use them
0: I, I, I got a question for the people in the chat and and I want I want you guys to give like some solid feedback here. But you know, the market has been something that a lot of people have been talking about. Um retick radio, you know, with Jake, he has Travis and Chris on. They talked about the market. Uh last episode with Kagan, we talked a little bit about the retick market. I want to hear a little bit about what the people in the comments have to say about the retick market, um, as well. And, you know, if we do get some feedback, we'll we'll bring up that conversation. But Nathan, you're having way too much fun with the people in the chat. I see I'm you laughing, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kagan
1: Kagan got me.
0: It's always Kagan.
1: She she knows she knows the way to our hearts. Just yeah, that's childish what she's humor
0: No, nope, I hid that, and then you brought oh. it out. Um, stop. All right, we're not we're not meaning <laughs> Lucas, to highlight these. Chill Jeez. out. Jeez. Um, Who's
1: producing this show?
0: Yeah. Right. We we need anyone want to be a full-time producer for our lives. And by full-time it's literally like one live every four months that we're averaging right now. So, uh, um, we could right. really use it. Chris, Chris had a comment about the market. Um, it's been slow. Got to be super selective on breeding right now. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I still think we're running into people that are breeding just because they have the ability to breed. Um, And I've
1: I've done it totally differently this year. Like I've, I've, I have a breeding that I want to do and I've fed for it. Like not super, super heavy, but heavy enough, like increased meal size, increased frequency. And she just hasn't gone off food yet. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it. You know, if she does, she does. If she doesn't, she doesn't. But it's something that I, I know people would like, I would like, and, you know, pushes something forward.
0: Right. Like I am, uh, I told myself because I have my 50% Annery Motley female. Um, and when I palpate her, I feel follicles, but she has rejected the male every time that she goes in, and I'm putting a ghost with her. So, you know, 25% Superdorf, 6.25% Jampeia, uh, double head ghost Anneries in Motley. Something I'm super excited about, something that really hasn't been done um, just yet, or maybe maybe once um and i've told myself that i'm giving her one more shed cycle and if she does not go i'm cutting it for the year and and that's totally okay um but i had this was supposed to be my big year with a lot of holdback stuff with the morph stuff um and i'm kind of happy that right now all i have is two clutches so <laughs> it's actually how been are nice. those clutches
1: doing by the way
0: well, the the first clutch was the salayer clutch, and that yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: you only have one
0: left in the incubator. Well, yeah, I have one left in the incubator. That's a legit clutch, not a partho clutch. The one yeah. left in the incubator, I just had nineteen eggs that my salayer, or sorry, my pure Philippine Mindanao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she laid nineteen huge eggs. I want to um, see mini fills. Yeah. No. I'm. I, oh, yeah. That's in the works too. Um, no, 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 no,
1: no, no. not, not as in like super dwarfed out Philippines. I'm saying mini Phil's Phil's. because you named your male Phil. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. There's no context there at all.
0: That's okay. Um, no, Phil's a great snake. Uh, both of my Philippines are just like extremely docile for F1s. Um, but yeah,
1: he's super chill.
0: Yeah. So, uh, out of those 19, it looks like four never candled off the bat and they're already starting to turn. So it looks like I'll have probably about five pure Philippines, um, or five, 15 pure Philippines that, that'll come out. And then I did have two Partho clutches, coincidentally, both from my turnates. And out of both of those clutches, I only have one egg from the, from the, the virgin. She's never been bred before. She's never had a clutch before. She has just one egg that is candling beautifully and it's due in about 40 days. So if that one goes the distance and that'll it ends cool. up. It ends up like being healthy. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it.
1: All right, little little pet for you. So this is. I feel like this is still uh, within the topic. I mean, maybe not totally yeah. retake related. I mean, it's market. If, yeah, it's but reptile industry. So, as someone who is not in the snake breeding world, from Catherine, what do you feel, or what do you all feel is in demand right now?
0: Catherine, are you, if you don't mind in the comments, can you specify, like, are we talking about retakes or are we talking about snakes or reptiles in in general? Because if, you know, if we have, if it's a very broad conversation, we could talk about it forever. If it's just about retics, um, let's start with retakes. Nathan, what do you think?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm more in the, the dwarf super dwarf world. And I, I mean, my aim is to make everything small and to work with the snow gene as much as possible um that's still pretty super in demand um so i mean just working on nice recessive projects and keeping them really small and trying to really push forward your percentages uh, breeding good small females uh, that kind of thing yeah it, that's what's in my mind at least
0: yeah, no, I agree. Um I'm going to I'm going to throw this comment on here from Kagan just because I'm going to kind of I'm going to bully her Ooh, a little albino
1: bit. albino anthra- the, the, anthrax the Chino anthrax silver gonna, line.
0: Oh, I'm going to bully Oh, I'm going to bully Kagan snake. a little bit. So I I don't always I don't I don't know if I agree with what Kagan said because um Ocelots right now, there's a bunch of people putting out het stuff and the the market for them and the prices have dropped so much because people aren't able to move them. Superdorf people are sitting on their stuff. Um, you know, the I think the the albino anthrax stuff is still very rare, so I think if someone were to produce some stuff like those would sell good. That that I can that I can agree with. Um, but oh well, yeah, of course visual ocelots are always in, in demand, but as long as the, the price is right. Um, but yeah, I think Nathan, I think you're right. I think that in order for things to be in demand right now in this like shit economy in a election year for presidency, where we don't know if, you know, the economy might get worse or it might get better. Um, I think that any, any recessive or any incomplete dominant that is already a very likable animal that's pushed to a new level of percentage, like a higher percentage, I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people will like to probably get their hands on those. Um and I, I definitely think pure localities, um I, I think twenty twenty four, and again I'm I'm a little I'm a little biased here. I think twenty twenty four is gonna be the year for people to spend money on pure localities. I think we're finally hitting a point where people are realizing uh the rarity and and you know you come across a locality sometimes maybe once every 3 4 years if it's outside of Kalatoa. um and I I do see a lot of people uh really you know I I I only have one female left from my Silayer clutch and I'm only holding back 1.1 1. 1. so that means 21 snakes sold in a month and I already have a list of 12 Philippines from like seven or eight people that are really now, of course, we know how list goes, people don't always follow through on them. But, um, but yeah, and, and so I think that pure localities are, are at least right now, they're demonstrating a, a pretty, pretty high demand.
1: Yeah, definitely right now. Oh, and the snow um,
0: stuff. I think you're right. I think snow's always out. I,
1: I, yeah, I mean, but you got to deal with your recessives and everything else that pops out in there. I mean, the clutch I'd be shooting for, you, you'd have tigers, you'd have golden child, platinum, sunfire, a mix of all those going on as well. So, I mean, you, you have to look at, at those babies you're producing too, not just the yeah. the recessives or the visual recessives that you ultimately may end up with.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also important to like to, you know, in bad times when they last more than six to 12 months and people are just not spending money, like people have to realize the market will get back to where it is. And if you have to lower the price to sell animals, it's not a terrible thing. You know, I'm not as long as
1: they go to good places, which is something I want to talk about.
0: Right. Talk about it.
1: Well, I mean, I want to give a big shout out to Alessa. I don't know if she's in here right now, um, but she ended up buying the poopal albino. So it was a purple albino baby I hatched out this last year, and it had poo poo on the back of it. So uh, she's taking great care of it. Uh, just within the last week that she got it. But it's just cool to see your snakes in good homes. So as soon as she got it, she gave me temperature readings. Perfect. She let me know what the box was, the heat pack was. Uh, I got videos. She made an Instagram account for it. Uh, like just seeing people that excited about having your animals is the the kind of home that I would like to, you know, make sure that my animals go to so even if i have to sell that animal at a lower price to make sure it goes to a home like that it it, that's when it doesn't bother me
0: right i'm just not a fan anymore of gatekeeping um and yeah i mean if you're able to send it to a good home um and this is like if anybody is listening and like they've been ever interested in an animal that i sell i have my I, i list my prices that i sell animals at very, very like clear. And if you message me, don't feel like you can't negotiate either. Like I mm-hmm. I I more times than not will adjust the price to make sure if it's going to a good home. Um, and we've we've talked about like what to do when you get your first pet retake on an episode before, and we recommend like open up that box, temp gun it. See what's the temperature on the inside so that you know, like, oh, shit, if the temperature inside that shipping box was 120 degrees because someone didn't ship it correctly, like, you know, at least you can prepare yourself a little bit for maybe a wonky snake that you might be getting. But uh, at the end of the day, like, well, Alessa, the retake, that uh, just yeah, not good. Awful. But Alessa is a responsible buyer who keeps her animals very well, and she did all the right things. She opened up the box. She temp gun inside. She pulled the snake out. She sent pictures and videos. I got
1: updates the full first day. Yeah, that's like amazing. it was so cool.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan for that. And, and, um, you know, fortunately for us, we're in a position, especially with our Patreon and discord where we, we know a decent amount of the people that are buying our animals. Well, um,
1: and I've made, I've made new contacts with some of the people that aren't in our Patreon that have bought my right? animals. And, you know, some of them have displayed the, the same level of just like excitement and it's so cool to see.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, um...
1: I mean, there are were, there were a few buyers that I could have sold to this year that I just had weird feelings about or like they wouldn't give me enough to, you know, secure it in my mind that I just didn't sell to
0: no exactly i think uh it wasn't a lot i think in 2023 i might have um i might have like turned down three people and two yeah, of them it was were pretty rare two of them were not retake owners already that they they you know when i asked them that i would take a deposit from them when they showed me mm-hmm. like a thermostat and all that stuff proof of setup um, is mandatory setup. for me yeah again if i don't know you um it's just a business thing that I do that I will ask you questions in regards to what the setup looks like. Do you have other snakes? Do you have a thermostat ready? I mean, I feel like it's not a lot to ask for for retics out of all animals that people sell to um, to, to just be a responsible seller, right?
1: I think it's mandatory with, with what we work with. It's not a goldfish
0: um nathan i'm sending you a text here shortly okay hold on
1: Uh oh ominous i'm in trouble everyone
0: no 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 it's uh <laughs> we're, we're gonna i want to have a, a fun pivot for the episode here in a bit Ooh. Okay. um we might be bringing someone on okay yeah we might be bringing someone on from the comments <laughs>
1: nathan
0: looks so shocked
1: i uh, no, i'm looking through the comments
0: Oh no, I, I just texted you. Just look at your text. Um all right. Um, so Catherine, hopefully that answered your question as far as like what we think is in, in demand. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, at least right now, the smaller the better. Uh and unless, you know, there is a a niche market uh or very large locality animals like, you know, Weston's out to chase and produce giants, which I think is awesome. I think that we do need people in the market to um, – I think we do need people in the market to to produce large animals for the people that have them in demand. And, oh, man, Luke, Luke's calling me out on the, the Morelia Lounge because I've – I don't know if anybody knows here. I don't know, like – outside of patreon if people know kind of like a a switch of direction that i'm doing should i talk about it
1: i didn't know you were actually doing it
0: what do you mean i showed you the picture of the pop one carpet i bought
1: oh oh you you were there when i got home oh 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 (laughs) just because you're you're getting more morelia i mean
0: well i mean it's it's something that i am so i was tried and true retakes and i've been doing that for like um you know, a bunch, you know, I've been doing it for a while. Um uh and As MJ
1: would say, it's the natural progression.
0: The natural progression, right? Um, And I'm going to always keep my retakes, and I will always have at least one clutch of retakes, but I have now been keeping retakes in a large number of retakes. So I've been keeping retakes for six years. I've been keeping a large number of retakes for three and a half years, and it's a lot. And... I feel like by downsizing the retics and sticking with the localities, I'm going to feel a lot better, right? With just the workload that I have, but you guys already know that I jumped into green tree pythons, which is no you know, surprise to anybody that knows me, but I just jumped into locality carpet pythons and I have already started with two locality carpets that are awesome. One of them we can still import. And so I'm already talking with Dan Maleri. I'm already talking uh, about his importation of, you know, potential pop wind carpets um, and uh, I bought my first one from Riley literally the night of our carpet Python segment. We had with him. I bought my first and, and you want to know what I love about carpets is that they're affordable. Nathan, stop laughing and listening to me.
1: <laughs> Listen to no, me. No, I'm laughing at the comments as I'm <laughs> posting them to the screen and just hearing you talk about this so passionately.
0: I just, it's, 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 it's reinvigorated the kid in me to, to have multiple species. And so um, next
1: step is the diamond.
0: The, that's already so here's the thing, Chris, is I want diamonds. Um, no, I want a diamond. I don't want to breathe them. I want a diamond, but I want to do it right. I want to put that diamond in a four foot tall in a six foot long in a three feet deep and i want to have branches all over the place like I, I i i love diamonds They're they're the pinnacle but what i am going to try to produce is uh uh i want to work hard with the pop wins and the reason why is because you can still import them so there's a lot of things that are untapped and dan maleri still imports them and dan maleri is the best of the best when it comes to importation you know he takes care of the animals that he will eventually send to you so locality
1: lucas heard importation right and i was like to have it
0: right and and the reason (laughs) the reason why importation doesn't excite me with um with green tree pythons is because again talking to dan i know that a lot of the farms that are out there in indonesia are infested with nidovirus so I, i don't want to I don't want to jeopardize my entire collection by potentially importing grey tree pythons right now. I'm going to wait until baby Dan's doing it again. Um but but yeah, so I I got my first um one carpet, but then I also just from Brandon Wheeler, shout out to Brandon, I I just got a um uh it's not here yet, but a julatin carpet, which is a very or julatin or however people pronounce it, but gelatin gelatin right so um for those of you that don't know like Papua new guinea is here and then there's water and then there's the tip of australia that's right by it that's where gelatin is and uh yeah and they're just super rare in captivity right now so I, i'm gonna be working with them too they're cool because they are the closest looking to jungle carpets and Anyone okay. that knows what a jungle carpet is, they're beautiful.
1: Like the classic, what most people think of a carpet carpet.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Um, and no, no, Jack, it's not. The retake lounge will be the retake lounge. <laughs> I'm just talking about my new interests and what I'm excited for. Hey, um, we can have
1: carpet in the lounge.
0: Right. Exactly. You know, the important thing is that it just matches the drapes um I, so i, I think okay. this is a good comment that i want to bring up linoleum For really testing all your snake <laughs> linoleum <laughs> is um and yeah i think that this is important to to test all your snakes um and uh you know if you have the opportunity to absolutely but but yeah to to answer luke's question uh julidans are are like jungle carpets that look a little bit more exanthic. they don't have the super bright yellows and blacks they're a little bit toned down um, but they have similar striping and patterning. Um. Yeah, so um. we, we have someone in the back studio that I kind of want to bring in. But before we bring in, I kind of want to make an announcement. Do you want to share, Nathan?
1: Yeah, so we have someone joining on as a new sponsor. Someone everyone's familiar with. The Retick Lounge is very familiar with
0: yeah this person does our thumbnails this person does our every single week yeah every single week he makes clips for us at times Um, has to
1: scrub through all of the episodes before you guys listen to our bs exactly he can find something usable to post online
0: and and i thought that you know blake was a phenomenal sponsor with marketing and stuff like that but we have someone extremely um close to us that is doing branding who's doing marketing and not only that if you guys see his videography that he does and the cinematography that he does it's beautiful it's he great. makes me
1: look so cute in pictures
2: yeah
0: so everybody is talking about adler in the comments and that's exactly who it is so let's bring adler on real quick adler what's up man what's up guys can you hear me okay no turn up can't hear a little you bit. at all um but we are so excited to have AE Foundry. Uh, a little bit more. Now? Yep, that's better.
1: Okay, you, cool. you can tell this was not planned.
0: Yeah, not planned at all, but I'm I'm glad to have you on, but um so we're going to be starting on our next episode. We have a new uh video that we're going to have out and Adler if you don't mind because we actually haven't had the opportunity to have you on to talk about AE Foundry can you kind of just talk a little bit about like what you do
2: uh so pretty much i am your digital generalist uh creative wise i do everything from 3d photography videography um graphic design uh anything you need creatively i i, I pretty much do so uh, whatever you guys need for your brand uh, graphic wise um, intros for like if you guys are doing YouTubes or uh, YouTubes, I pluralized it, um, YouTube.
0: The, the YouTubes, you sound like yeah, my the, dad, who's, know, right his so first we, language is are you, Spanish. Are, are you <laughs> posting on the
2: YouTubes? Um, <laughs> I, I, I pretty much do it all. So, uh, yeah, if you guys need some help uh, kind of refreshing your brands or kind of uplifting some things, uh, hit me up at either aE foundry on Instagram or uh, you can email me at, at a Romero at aefoundry.com. Um, but yeah let's get a conversation going I'd, I'd be happy I've I mean there's tons of people in here that I've already helped including you know Lucas and Nathan um, I've helped out Jordan I'm finishing up stuff right now with Kagan with her new logo Ooh. he did he did Riley I,
0: uh, Riley reptile's website he's working yeah. on my re- that website, website, website right now. is so smooth oh just wait till you see mine <laughs> it's sexy <laughs> it's so nice <laughs> and, and yeah, on and so on props, my lab adler. on my website on the lab exotics website we have a TRL tab so that's gonna have all the videos and links to all the different husbandry stuff like it's gonna be really nice and i'll will also adler is putting an e-shop on there to have lab exotics and TRL uh merch for people to buy yep yeah yep. so looking forward to all that but um yeah, if, if you guys aren't already, um, subscribe to, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yeah, they were they were counting your low, your low My mic low volume. volume technically, uh, okay. muted. Well, well, it was
2: just really that.
1: Low. That's passable. That's passable. I kind of heard you.
0: Um, you
2: you can't count that. Come on, sis.
0: Right.
1: Um, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even catch that.
0: So if you guys aren't right now. Um, well, actually, before we even shout out his YouTube page, if you guys are listening to this and you're not subscribed to the Retick lounge, just hit the subscribe button, like the video. Um, I have no clue how many videos that uh, or how many likes this video has, but we have 27 people in the live. So if there's not 27 likes. Get the likes up. Um, but go to Serpent Eclipse Reptiles um, or Serpent. Ecl- yeah, that's what the YouTube channel is, right?
2: Serpent Eclipse Reptiles. Yeah. yeah.
0: He has an amazing um, little short stories that he's done interviews with with Bill from phoenix reptiles with myself with phil um and uh yeah he's got great stuff and my favorite part like my absolute favorite thing that you guys do are the um Oh the man, reptile what, the reptile yeah, wives, the, the reptile wives. But the 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 also the new thing that you the and help Jamie line are doing is phenomenal. It's so um, good. Jamie Jamie is a huge integral part of you know just A.E. Foundry and Serpent Eclipse. She's kind of a lot of the big brains behind the scenes, and Jamie does an absolute amazing job with with providing other support and also just being a part of the journey. And it's it's awesome to watch you guys. Um, and, and, your daughters, your daughters are great too. So there's no one better to have as a sponsor than a family person who, you know, we're, we're both close with and, um, yeah, so we're, we're excited to have you.
2: No, I, I appreciate it guys. And like when you, we first discussed it, I was, I was surprised, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I know the work that we did together and continue to do together. It's important. And I think, you know, uh, moving forward, I just want to, help more and more people in the industry kind of just get the level and quality of 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 what they're doing up um because as much as we get the negative in the industry with all the the legislation and and the the infighting and stuff i feel like there's a lot of us that are positive and have a, a strong message and a love for the animals that we work with that uh that everybody should be seen in a professional light. And so that our industry is taken seriously for those that might not be into reptiles. So and that's Mm -hmm. what I want to help cultivate is everybody to be respected, have quality branding um, within their brands. And um, yeah, and just having a good time making cool stuff with cool people.
0: I, I can say that right now we're at the era of retakes in especially in the Superdorf industry, where majority of people are producing exactly what you are producing. So the only way to stand out is to make yourself stand out with with branding and marketing and your logo, having a website. Like back in the day, people used to do a lot of websites and then people got away from websites because they're social media. But I, it seems like websites are starting to make a wave back now. Um, and, and to me, a website is important because that's where you're able to share who you are and what you stand for. And also a place where people can just go and like, if they want an animal from you, don't give them the opportunity to go on Morph Market and get distracted by what everyone else is selling. Just send them a link to your website so they can see exactly what you have available. Um, yeah. And, and Adler does that. Adler creates the sexiest, most beautiful websites um, that I've seen. And although Adler did not do my logo, um, he has created a, um, a motion graphic of my logo that, that, i'm I'm excited to kind of like launch and you know when when i when I stop procrastinating on my website because Adler's ready i just i just haven't i haven't stuck to my part
1: and I know we shared this on Riley's episode, but I just want to share again just the work he did on his website i mean it top to bottom super super professional everything flows really well the animation i mean it's just eye catching you can go through as breeders, anything that's an, available, all super professional pictures. It just elevates your brand a little bit.
2: Yeah. And on, honestly, I'll, I'll say this with the website building. It's like I'm not doing anything fancy. I'm not coding anything, you know, uh, custom myself. Um, I'm using Squarespace as, as the foundation. Because mm-hmm. They have a lot of beautiful templates on there. Um, and the reason why I went that route is I don't want to be on a consistent cost for somebody. I want mm-hmm. to build something that looks nice that's organized nice simple to navigate and then hand off the reins to them because i think that's 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 a huge thing especially for our industry because reptile people like we don't have thousands of dollars just to throw you know towards something we need to be able to do it ourselves um and that's what why i use squarespace because it's and not that this video is sponsored by squarespace or anything um but uh hey i just gotta clarify that you don't know what you know no, say no i appreciate guy. i appreciate the clarification <laughs> so. i mean it would have been nice if
0: we didn't say their name but that's okay <laughs> yeah but
2: but i i i enjoy using them because it's easy it allows you to customize it but at least my portion is building the foundation and then i can teach you how to use those tools and then anything you need to add extra or want to look into that's that's all you from there. But at least you have a strong foundation to base like the rest of whatever you're building on and try to stick to that same uh, visual language that I, I build as a foundation for everybody. So um, that that's why I choose the route that I go and make it easier for everybody and not that it's going to be like a huge cost long term. Um, yeah, for anyone that 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 goes through me. So
0: yeah, and it's good to just empower the breeders themselves to be able to yeah. like do things on their own. Um, because if you have to micromanage websites, you, you I mean, you wouldn't be getting enough money to spend the time that you need to do all the things that people want corrected. So
2: and and it's costly for people. I mean, I've heard scenarios where people are paying people to up update and maintain their website where it's just like $1,000 for like a 10 minute fix. Like that's how much people
0: Well, and
1: back to your point a little bit, Adler, I mean, we're a little bit of a DIY culture in the reptile industry from like cage building, setting setups, everything like that. It's a bit of an art. So when you get a final product like a website, it's nice to know that you have a little bit of control and can tweak stuff to your liking.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for 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 what I've seen is a lot of people that have tried to do the website building like Squarespace or all the other ones that are out there is. I think for us that are that DIY minded, we kind of forget design language. And like, that's my background is in design. So it's like when you're building on a website, I, I see people start throwing, oh, I want this and this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden it just becomes like a, a, a mess of tabs or buttons and stuff. And they're like, okay, maybe this is harder than you think. And so that's where I come in is I simplify it for you. I do the heavy lifting yeah. and then you go in and, you know, customize it from there. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. No, I like that a lot. And, um, so let me ask you I mean, Adler, do you want to hang out the rest of the, the time or you want to go? No, I'm, I'm, I'm down to hang out. Okay. I, I wanted to, to address a question that we had. Um, Chris McVicker asked a question. I think that it, it's just good to get this. I feel like we need to talk about this every freaking episode, Nathan. Um, but Chris asked, got a question for you guys. Any news on genetic testing, like how they made any more progress? Um, so I
1: have, like, one or two more sheds to collect, and then I'm sending mine off. I just wanted to make sure I had really nice, clean sheds from everything in my collection first.
0: Did I mute myself before? But I, in, just- in
1: terms of, like, hearing news on any, like, updates in retick testing, no.
0: No, and as a matter of fact, Chris, I'm going to reach out to them this week, and I'll email them. Um and I'll see what it's what what's the update. I think that a lot of people have been sending sheds. I know Luke over in uh Scotland has uh you know, he's getting a group of people to send over sheds, so that's great. we you know, we're getting sheds sent from all over the world now. I'm really happy that we we did that episode with genetic um or with um uh rare shoot. genetics. Yeah, rare genetics. And um yeah. I, I think that if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, rare genetics is a company that will take your sheds from your snakes and be able to map um genetically you know and be able to identify morphs through just a shed so what that means is you know for those of us that are breeding we can have posthet clutches and know which ones are the actual hets and which one are not um it's also a way if you buy an animal that's maybe like double het it's a way for you to send in that shed and verify to make sure that you didn't just get screwed over. Um, And so, please, if you guys have recessives, if you have incomplete dominance, um, even if you have uh, no, I'm not going to say localities don't do localities yet. Um, We need to get some wild caught sheds for locality stuff first established. But if you guys have incomplete dominance, or you have recessives, please, Send uh, in and the Jamie
1: Jamie was asking, is it just morphs they're looking for? The, we talked on the episode a little bit about the potential of you know size down the line and locality stuff like that. So you know, we'll see, but it has to be really accurate uh, sheds that they're collecting as far as locality. I don't know if
0: that's if, gonna be a while. Yeah, I don't know it, if that's it'll...
1: gonna be totally possible.
0: It'll be a while because what needs to happen in order for localities to be legit is we can't just like you know we can establish even...
1: the lines we have here, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, <laughs> we, we. yeah Yeah. Oh man, you pronounce Nasar's name. Uh, Nasar wanted to to hear Nathan try to pronounce his name on the line. I, I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, and, I could easily say it again. Um He's
0: But not gonna get it.
1: He, <laughs> he taught he taught me, and I've I've since forgotten
0: um but yeah i think that uh what needs to happen jamie for locality testing is we need to have people like daniel solis that have collected the actual sheds from the different islands and said send those sheds in anybody else who plans to go to these islands any island like if, if you're in if you're going herping in bali and you run into some bali retakes and you find sheds where there's a bali retake like send it in like let's let's but but ultimately for this to be accurate, we need to get wild caught sheds in order for it to be legit.
1: Yeah, that's why I was saying I suppose we, we could just establish lines that we have here if, if anything.
0: Right. right, exactly. So that way, like if you're buying a TK superdorf, like you can verify, and know that it's a TK superdorf or um, you know, what whatever other lines that are out there. But yeah, so send in sheds. Uh it would be amazing. Think about the shortcuts that you could take. You could buy a head ocelot for very cheap and take that head ocelot to like a Superdorf to make 50% Superdorf head ocelots. But if you send the sheds of the babies in, you'll be able to know which ones are head or not. And you're able to spend way less money on the the investment and still end up with the same outcome down the road, so it, it's it's worth it from a business financial perspective if you guys are running a breeding business. Um, Duran just went to Bali. That's right, Duran. Oh went, yeah, Duran went to Bali and he saw everything but retakes. Did you go to the caves, Duran? I, I'm wondering if you went to caves because I know that Kaufman and and um, Adam went went there, and it seemed like the the most footage they got were from caves. I um, see
1: all I care about Duran. Did you see orangutans? That's, that's <laughs> what I want to go. If, like if I'm going to Bali, that's what I want to see first. I, I mean, I'm,
0: d- I'm down orangutans. to, I'm down to see orangutans, but you get too close. You'll get your ass kicked. No, no. I mean,
1: I'm <laughs> not trying to interact with them, flag. Lucas. I just want to see them.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's always our choice if we interact with them or not. They might. <laughs> okay, want to yeah, d- with us. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, nathan i know that you said you had a few other topics that you wanted to talk about do you have that that list i mean
1: i did i don't have anything that's like super pressing
0: i i I mean i
1: feel like i've kind of tapped on everything i wanted to talk about
0: okay there is one thing that i kind of wanted to share as far as like information that i'm gathering um because i think it's important to like reach out to the community also i think that if i'm the only one collecting this data or there's maybe like less than a handful of people collecting this data, it's important. Uh, And again, it goes back to my my bias with uh, locality. But right now I'm in the process of um, so every pure locality clutch that I have produced, I'm getting an average weight size on the eggs. Um, And I think that if we can get more people to jump on board that are producing pure localities to get egg weights that i mean what could the data be used for who knows i would never use egg weights as a way to establish pure locality stuff but i think it's just good data to to have so um are you guys curious at all with the average weights that i have for the four localities i produce i know one you do know one because you guess <laughs> wrong um oh, by, by the way if there's any incentive for you guys to join patreon anytime that i produce a pure locality clutch i throw out a competition where if anybody can guess the average weight of that clutch uh the egg weight of that clutch i will give them a free animal from that clutch so if you guess the exact number you will get a free you know for example slayer or the philippine clutch that i just did has or it been the- hit yet no, I mean I I put a time limit on it, so it's all. I tried to
2: convince him that the two closest people, which is me and somebody else, that we could have gone to a second round, and he's like, nope, nobody got it right.
0: So, um, in in I
2: tried, I tried, guys.
0: So so speaking <laughs> of this, um, I also want to make a comment as well as far as data in egg weight. Um, I, I will say that. I don't think egg weight and egg size and hatchling size is an indicator of the growth of that animal, like how big they will get. And I'll go into that theory in a little bit. But the Mindanao Philippine clutch that I just had um, averaged 240 grams per egg. That that's a that's a a heavy clutch compared to other localities. Um, but from my experience, these snakes are staying slender and medium sized so far, as well as the other people that have the Mindanaos. Um, let me look at the, uh, my Kalatoa clutch, pure wild caught Kalatoa to wild caught Kalatoa. That was 91 grams per egg. My, uh, no, sorry. 92 grams per egg. My Kiyuati clutch was 101 grams per egg. And I'm trying to find the Solaire weight right now. Oh, shit. I didn't total up the the average but i have all of the all the egg weights right here so i'll I'll post it but i'm pretty sure the average was in between 180 and 190. um so i i think that if if anybody's producing pure localities out there give me that data and information i want to hang on to it um even if it's just for me but um yeah
1: yeah i think it could be interesting especially with like repeated pairings and you know just being able to compare data over the years
0: yeah same because you know for example other people like you know rodney has produced pure philippine mindanaos and he said like you know some of the eggs hit 300 grams and some of them hit like 290. mine didn't but i'm wondering if it's because she had a Partho clutch the year before so maybe the eggs that she produced were less weight because you know, it was her second year in a row breeding, right? So like maybe the egg weight reduces per number of year. And again, the functionality and like the usage of this data is completely pointless, but it's just really cool to be able to maybe make some inferences on the data that is being collected, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Guys, I'm going to address the comments one more time. Anybody else have any other questions before I think we can wrap up here? I mean, we're about... J-
1: Jamie uh, wants to know if Adler's hearing ghosts. Oh, I replied to her. In oh, oh, I and didn't
2: you know, see. Sorry. Like, I, was I, I need to scroll shadow. down. I was looking at the shadow right here in the enclosure behind me. I was like, why does that look like it's in front of the glass? No, that's the back wall. So.
0: <laughs> oh, so okay. It, like, it, it looks like a lobster.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. what's on the front of the glass? And I turned around and I was like, oh, that's the back wall. Um, that's a new blue beauty enclosure. I'm so pissed guys. Like she's doing fine. Lucas, I told you already, but like, I've never had the problem with having like heat aluminum, aluminum tape inside the enclosure. I usually use it to cover up like little holes or something I could think that like a baby snake can get out of. And so, uh, she, my blue beauty was the first snake that ever wedged out and got it caught on her. And she kind of ripped her scale belly scale away from the skin she's fine now I've been you know, soaking her in iodine baths and putting Neosporin on it um, and she's acting normal eating fine I have her in a tub now that she's it's sterile environment to let her heal but I'm bummed because I just put her in there she was having fun she was like cruising all day exploring the entire enclosure um, it just sucks that I don't have her in there right now
1: <laughs> yeah uh, that enclosure is really cool that you put together for it so
2: I had a lot of it. fun I want to do a lot more with uh some of these other enclosures too
0: so um i i think that like you know actually if you don't mind talking about it before we go on to luke's question here um do you mind going through how you set up and how you did the naturalistic looking rocks and and you know i i'm curious for myself because i you know i started doing the bio natural racks Um, and Christina, you missed out your shout out in the beginning of the episode, but thank you so much for, um, you know, all the, you know, the, the, the bioactive stuff, the isopods, all that stuff that you set me up with, but how, how did you do it?
2: The rocks. Um,
0: also, do you have, let me see, Nathan, if you're able to like pull up the discord or pull up the picture of like what any of them look like, if we can try to get it on here. Um, but yeah, like how did you set up this naturalistic looking at closure
2: so i should have recorded all this and jamie told me to, but uh that's why i said she's
0: the brain behind everything yeah no
2: i know but knowing that like i just get balls deep into something and then all of a sudden like i forget uh she i didn't record it anyway so what i did is i first built the structures of panel using pink panel foam the one with like the the the
0: pink panther the,
2: the pink panther panel foam Um, so I used two pieces as like the backing that I silicone to the, to the, the PVC enclosure. Um, and then I used another chunk of it to start cutting out shapes of the ledges that I wanted. And then I cut out other pieces to kind of stack the ledges so that like, instead of it just being like a, an inch thick PVC foam, it was like this thick. And then once I glued those together, um, I silicone those onto the other panels, and then from there, I let that dry. Um, and then I used PVC piping to build the um, uh, the column structures that are in the enclosure. Um, and Nate, I don't know if you're pulling it up, but that's the, probably the Discord. The Discord would probably be the better pictures on there. Um, so, yeah, so I did PVC piping for the columns. And then after all that was set in, um, I took spray foam and I sprayed it. Uh, in all the cracks all around the PVC piping, and let that settle. And then, of course, I went in and carved everything to make it look more organic, more rocky, because uh, of course they were all looking all bubbly and stuff. Um, let that dry, let that set, and then I went in with Drylock instead of doing like a uh, like a sealant, since Drylock is meant for like outdoor um, resistance, so it's kind of a sealant itself. Uh, and I, I didn't know at the time and I don't know why I didn't think of it, but my buddy Geo helped me and he let me know. He's like you can actually tint the drylock with other acrylic paint. So that's what I did is I went in. I first went in with the, the, the normal grey coat and then I went in with a black um, black acrylic paint because I didn't want to waste all the drylock that I had, let that dry and then I went over again with a darker grey and then made a brown. And then I lightened up the brown to do the highlights. So I did like four passes of paint across the rock. And by the third pass before I did the highlights, I was like, I don't know if this is going to look good. But if uh, the dry brush part is really, really important to make all the other coats really pop underneath. Because once I did that, that's when it started really looking like rocks. Um, You watching the UFC fight?
0: Always. He's always got something (laughs) in the background, dude. (laughs)
2: But yeah, so that's how, how the the, the formation came out. And then yeah, I that, got, looks,
0: that looks incredible. And you did that all with just like pink panther, uh, high density foam boards.
2: Well, I also did, did spray foam too. So the um, oh, okay, cool. So the spray foam is what gave the rest of the shapes the more organic looking part. Um, but yeah, that's so pink panther spray, uh, panel foam, and then spray foam, and then carved that out, and then like four layers of paint. Oh and yeah, and then. I, but I wanted so like my thinking behind the enclosure though was because it was for the Vietnamese Blue Beauty. Can you girls can you hear Bluey in the background? Or
0: yeah. You? Yeah, I love Bluey.
2: Girls, can you turn down Bluey?
0: <laughs> um <laughs> Nathan's muted. Yes, another one, dude, Nathan's on a roll, man. I don't even care like i we can literally lose lose every subscriber this year, but if Nathan continues on this mute street, I was I'm busy
1: down. on another screen, so you guys mm. could see. I couldn't even unmute myself if I tried there.
0: You shouldn't have muted
2: yourself. that was the thing. I had to um, cough. <laughs> anyways um, sorry for being considerate jeez so what i wanted to do and uh i think i watched anim- the. hey katherine C- C-
0: Catherine's Catherine's onto something here the retake lounge
2: fight club oh, that's already happened, happened at phil's house yeah oh true and i won by the way yeah, yeah. Hey, you I, went I, I,
1: you went for the bad knee i
2: didn't go for the knee i got him in a, a room <laughs> sure i'm joking you. Anyways, I I was watching Animals at Home podcast, and uh, he had what's his face uh, from Australia. Um, the
0: oh, custom, that the yeah, custom. that dude's amazing. I, I yeah. forget what his name. I, I just listened to his NPR episode.
2: But he was talking about thinking um, of making enclosures not so much that they have to be exactly where the, the snake and the animals from, but that it's functional. And I kind of went with a little bit of both. And because you know from, they're from Vietnam, I wanted to throw some some bamboo. Uh, uh, columns in there that I ordered off of Etsy. Um, and I wanted to make something that was uh, like, if she was going from the outside to the inside of the cave. So where the outside portion is right behind me, where the, we got the plants and stuff, that's where a radiant heat panel is. That's where a UVB bulb is. So she can go over there, bask and get the heat. Like if she was going outside, but then when she was done, then she can go to the gradient. And that's why I have the bamboo. there as like a separating like column. Um, to go to have as a transition from the outside to the inside of the cave. And then the cave is just her cool area where she can hide, you know, and cool down and do whatever she needs to. Um, but that was just my thinking process of, of, uh, of building the enclosure the way that I built it. So I'm excited for the, the, the plants in there to grow and like completely cover up the back black wall in there. Um, so she'll can completely lost in that.
0: Yeah. Uh, James went ahead and hooked us up here with who you're talking about. Um, but on that note, and we'll finish off with this. Um, so Adler, actually, before we well, I'll say this and then we'll kick you out before we say our goodbyes. Um, fine. So, Jeez. um, I, I will say this it has been an absolute blast to set up bio natural rack systems and enclosures. If you guys are keeping your retics, whether you've kept them for two decades or longer or whether you are just starting you're you're not doing a disservice to your you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself in this exploration phase of being able to build a bio natural enclosure including um a cleanup crew with isopods and springtails and putting natural soil in there and cork bark and wood and, and plants, leaves, like, it, it, it will bring out the child in every single one of you. And it is so much fun to do. And even if you do it just for one snake and, and decide, like, it's not for you, that's okay. But, like, just give it a try because I'm addicted now to the point where I can consider myself today a bug breeder. I set up my first colony of, of red canyons and of dairy cows um no christina and james i don't know the scientific name for them yet okay give me a break um but i i am really excited to to now be a bug breeder and um might venture out and see if there's other species i want to work with but um
2: i love seeing them colonize the enclosures like for Lukoa behind me seeing oh yeah just, them just populate and grow get even out of control. Yeah.
0: Like I'll pick up, a, I'll go into my, uh, you know, actually the female that I have yours in, Nathan. I'll go and I'll pick up uh, just a handful of like soil, and I'll see a bunch of canyons and and cow, dairy cows just like just like skedaddle everywhere, and I love seeing like the new tiny babies that form there. Um, so yeah. it's it's awesome. Um, so on that note, on an inspiring note, um, be creative with your enclosures, even if you just do it for one. Um, try to do a little bit more for the animal that also is going to just fulfill you when you just like are done with the finished product. And if you're a perfectionism, just accept that it might not be perfect right away, and that's totally okay. Um, perfectionism is something that even at times I struggle with, and like to set up everything was a very big hurdle to come over. But now I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'll put this wood log here. I'll put this cork bark here. I'll throw in a bunch of freaking leaves and have fun, bugs. So it's really cool to not just open up your enclosure and see your snake, but to also see these bugs colonizing. And it's also an added benefit that you don't have to clean pits and shit as much as you normally would. Um, So on that note, Adler, welcome officially to the TRL sponsorship team. We're excited to have you next episode we'll play your ad in there and um i'm excited to you know hopefully it's an avenue for people to reach out to you and and utilize your great work um but before we sign off totally adler you got anything before we kick you out
2: Mm, that i just love everybody you guys I love everybody in the patreon um i think this is probably one of the best uh if not the best community in the reptile space that i've been a part of um, and I hope that you guys get to grow further and farther this year, um, with everything that you guys want to do. So I appreciate you guys and thank you again for thinking of me, thinking of me to have me on as a sponsor. And so, um, yeah, I love you guys and I appreciate every, everything you guys have done for me. And we
1: love you too, man. And yeah, I'm you, not man. drinking tonight, but I'll cheers to that. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: All right, Adler, take care. I'll probably be talking to you later tonight. We'll play video games.
2: That sounds good. I'll talk to you All guys right. later. Yeah. Have a good See you, man.
0: Alright, on that note, um, if I could go back in time, I think I would want more topics for myself to talk about, but I'm very happy with how this live went. You guys in the chat, it was like an extension of our Patreon, but thank you so much for those of you that came on and followed, and just as a reminder, support USARC, go on their website, get caught up, get a membership, reach out to us if you don't, and um, let's help make a difference and make a change with with the things that are going on Um and listen. If you're not a big USR supporter, at least, at least try to find a way to be proactive and make a difference to you know the community that that's going to spread the love and knowledge of these animals, so that more people are on board with not having our rights taken away. Speak
1: um, out. Speak to your legislators when this stuff inevitably comes knocking on your door.
0: All right. On that note, thank you guys so much for. Joining on, I am going to go ahead and play our little outro here. You guys have a wonderful evening, and we will see you next Friday on another episode of the TRL.
1: Damn it. (laughs) I hate that.
0: Bye, everyone. You need it.